the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again, the circle of friends, the circle of family, the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. You are listening to Your Community Spirit. This is Orda Energy Mon, and we have to talk about the weather. Powerful hurricanes to fuel demands from island nations at climate talks. Devastation from Hurricane Irma in the Caribbean will sharpen the demands from small island nations that top fossil fuel consumers help them cope with damage attributable to climate change, according to representatives of some of those countries. That will put island nations on a collision course with the United States and other rich countries during the United Nations climate talks in Bonn, Germany in November. The United States, under President Donald Trump, has expressed doubts about global warming and has vowed to withdraw from a global pact to fight it, while other wealthy nations have long resisted calls to, to pay for climate-related, quote, loss and damage, and quote, abroad. Quote, if there ever was a case for loss and damage, this is it, said Ronnie Jamal, UN ambassador from Indian Ocean Island Nation, told Reuters, referring to Irma and the recent storms. His island is a member of the UN negotiating bloc's Alliance for Island States. Quote, Hurricane Irma graphically shows the destructive power of climate change and it underscores that loss and damage isn't some abstract concept, but the reality of life today for the people who contributed least to the problem, end quote, said the Maldives environmental minister who chairs the Alliance of Small Island Nation, um, excuse me, Small Island States. Fiji Prime Minister Frank Banamarama, whose country will host the Bond Talks November 6th through the 17th, has said the issue of who pays for loss and damage from climate-related disasters will be a key priority at the summit. Irma barreled into Florida on Sunday, sparking one of the largest evacuations in U.S. history after leveling Caribbean islands St. Martin, Antigua, and Bermuda. Gaston Brown Prime Minister of Bermuda and Antigua said Bermuda is barely inhabitable. Hurricane Harvey slammed into Texas on August 25th, triggering record flooding that killed around 60 people and caused billions of dollars in damage. Ministers from island nations will point to the back-to-back -back storms to pressure negotiators at Bonn to agree to details of a mechanism for addressing loss and damage from extreme weather as well as slower changes such as sea level rise and desertification. Climate scientists have said warmer air and water resulting from climate change may have contributed to the severity of the storms. The UN Environmental Protection Agency has disputed such claims as an attempt to politicize natural disasters.
energy forecast sees global emissions growing, thwarting Paris Climate Accord. The U.S. government energy forecasting branch issued its formal international prognosis on Thursday, and it paints a picture of a world still so addicted to fossil fuels that emissions of global warming pollution continue to increase for the foreseeable future. The Energy Information Agency projected that worldwide emissions of carbon dioxide from the burning of fossil fuels will grow 16% by the year 2040 from the levels of 2015, the year that the nations of the world agreed to the landmark Paris Agreement on climate change that is intended to reverse the trend. Absence any policy changes, the business-as-usual reference case findings at the heart of the agency's International Energy Outlook 2017 report can't be squared with the ambitions of Paris, which demand quick action to bring emissions down sharply and avoid the worst risks of a warming planet. The report shows coal at a 20-year-long plateau, natural gas plentiful, and growing, carbon-free wind and solar growing rapidly at a percentage terms, but not fast enough to bring emissions down in absolute terms, and petroleum holding its own as the main source of energy for transportation, despite the arrival of electric vehicles. With populations growing and growing and developing nations getting richer, total energy consumption will keep climbing despite gains in energy efficiency. And with fossil fuels holding a 77% market share, greenhouse gases will increase in lockstep. During Irma's power outages, some houses kept the lights on with solar and batteries. When Hurricane Irma blew out a transformer on his block in Orlando on the night of September 10th, Andy Green, like most of the people on his street, and millions of people throughout Florida lost power from the grid. But Green, who installs Tesla's Powerwall battery storage in early August, kept his lights on. Quote, We didn't have full power. We couldn't have the whole house running. But we cut it down to the bare minimum, like air conditioning, refrigeration, internet, that kind of thing. Wait a second, I want to do an editorial to say the bare minimum is considered internet, air conditioning, and refrigeration. That is totally the bare minimum in a first world country. <laughs> All right, back to the news story. Though power is still out in parts of Orlando, electricity on his block came back from the grid 21 hours later. While it was off, Green's power wall connected to the solar panels on his roof kept going. When the clouds parted the next day, the battery started recharging. 
Typically, rooftop solar panels send power directly back into the grid. Power customers usually get a discount on their electric bill, but in a disaster, the fact that solar panels keep generating power isn't useful. The rise of new home battery storage products like the Powerwall is changing that. The battery can be set up to use excess electricity generating during the day at night or configured as a backup. Before the storm, Green set the system to fully charged. As soon as the utility power went out, the battery kicked in. Green's house is large, roughly uh, 5,500 square feet, and the number of solar power panels installed on his roof isn't designed to power all of it. But with rationed electricity use and enough sunshine to recharge the system during the day, he believes he would have continued to have basic power, even if a repair hadn't happened quickly. Of course, if the storm is strong enough to tear solar panels off the roof and the battery can't recharge, this type of system wouldn't last for long. And it's also expensive. A single Powerwall unit, which can store 14 kilowatts of energy, costs 5500 plus supporting hardware and installation that can cost up to 2000 Beyond cost, if someone rents an apartment or a house and can't install solar panel, it's not an option. But the cost is likely to drop, and battery storage and solar power could also be used in community solar projects, where customers don't have solar panels on their own homes, but invest in or buy power from a nearby microgrid. In Orlando, customers can buy solar power from a 12-megawatt solar farm built on top of a landfill. While the power is currently sent back into the grid, in the future it's possible that it and other community solar farms could use batteries to provide local backup power from multiple locations and emergencies. Quote, a distributed energy resource, in other words, one that's in multiple locations on the grid, as opposed to just the centralized location, is obviously more resilient because you don't have a single point of failure, said Christopher Burgess, Director of Projects for the Islands Energy Program at the nonprofit Rocky Mountain Institute, which is working to bring renewable energy to hurricane-prone islands in the Caribbean that currently rely primarily on expensive and polluting diesel generators. In Antigua, which managed to escape severe damage during Irma, unlike nearby Barbuda, the government has been installing microgrids throughout the island for critical infrastructure like hospitals and storm shelters. Those microgrids ran partially on solar and battery power. Now, I am actually involved in a project where I will be training, uh, well, we, uh, with uh, three other partners, wrote a proposal for a project in uh, Bahamas. And it's just, you know, super large solar project with a lot of batteries to run the airport there and um, I would be doing the educational part to train all the local workers to install it so that um, there was a little bit of a hassle because um, one of our partners is based in Florida and they almost didn't get their part of the proposal in because well they got hit by Irma but looks like got everything in it might not make it exactly on time because you know all the bad weather 
but it'll come in within a day of when it needs to be there. So hopefully we'll get that and I'll get a chance to train a bunch of people and put in a big, large solar system in the Caribbean. Be right back. This is an absolutely great story. Family donates solar power systems to eight nonprofits in Hatfield, Massachusetts. The sun is shining on eight nonprofits in the Pioneer Valley of Massachusetts this fall after a local family anonymously agreed to pay nearly $400,000 to install solar power systems on each organization's headquarters. Northeast Solar, based in Hatfield, Massachusetts, is building and installing the solar power systems, the first which was successfully installed on the rooftop of Community Involved in Sustainable Agriculture in South Deerfield this week. Quote, the donors like us are motivated both by their passion for the community and their passion for protecting the environment, Northeast Solar President Greg Garrison said. The other seven installations will grace the properties of the Amherst Survival Center, Arcadia Wildlife Sanctuary, Grove Street Inn Homeless Shelter, Historic Northampton, Peace Development Fund, and the Prospect Meadow Farm and ServiceNet. According to Garrison, the eight installations will save the chosen organizations over $500,000 in operating costs through energy savings, money that will go towards carrying out the eight nonprofit organizations' missions. Quote, this does two things. One, it helps those people who are resource poor save money through utility savings. Two, all of the dollars they are saving will flow through their projects and stay in the community. A farm could put the money into production, for example. Going solar is really about keeping our dollars local. Now, the systems are also expected to reduce local carbon emissions by more than 1 million pounds over the next 30 years, satisfying the donor's passion for supporting their community and protecting the environment. And um, locally, this is possible to do if someone has a tax liability for example, if I had a tax liability, I could install the solar system on a nonprofit. I would own it. I get all the tax incentives and credits and all that. And then the nonprofit gets the energy savings. Some funny, weird holidays. Make a hat day. Felt hat day. On this day, men traditionally put away their felt hats. Also, POWMIA recognition day. Coming up are Collect Rocks Day, Step Family Day, Mexican Independence, National Play-Doh Day, Working Parents Day. 
and this might be a coincidence, but Citizen Day and Constitution Day and National Appling Dumpling Day are all on the same day. National Women's Friendship Day and Wife Appreciation Day also happen to be on the same day. International Talk Like a Pirate Day and National Butterscotch Pudding Day are on the same day. Arg me like me pudding. National Pepperoni Pizza and National Punch Day happen to be on the same day. Might have to have a pizza punch picnic. That sounds kind of... Well... Coming up, International Peace Day and World Gratitude Day. Now, we are in September, and September is National Preparedness Month. Have you set time aside to be prepared for storms, if the power goes out, if you don't have access to food for a little while? There are absolute great sites that have a lot of information on what to do. Right now, we are in our fall membership drive. Well, how, how long have you been listening to this radio station and to this show? Your community spirit I started doing this radio show in the fall, well, August of 1999. I want to thank the people who do support and continue to support the chance for me to come and volunteer on here to keep this great community radio station alive. I travel around the Midwest, and there's not that many stations I remember reading that there's only 30 community radio stations across the Midwest. If that's the case, our little town, we have a community, and you are part of that community. WDBX Fall Membership Drive runs from September 15th to the 22nd with a goal of $12,000 to keep our station on the air. WDBX is your community radio station. Whether you enjoy local talk, public affairs programming, or great and local music, we need your support. Please call 618-457-3691 to make your pledge, or you can give online at wdbx.org slash donate. As always, thank you for listening. It makes it possible that we can provide hundreds of DJs and talk show to you, to us, together. Together we are Community Radio. The 4th, 48th Annual Rotary Community Yard Sale. Saturday, September 16th, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the SIU Arena parking lot. The 48th Annual Rotary Community Yard Sale 
again, 8 to 1 p.m. And I don't know how many vendors there are, but it seemed like last year there was like 35 or so different vendors who came and sold all their good trash because I ended up with a lot of treasures that others considered that they didn't want. <laughs> Volunteer Workday for Piles Fork Reserve. Saturday from 9 until noon. Piles Fork Reserve is next to Attics Park on North Wall Street in Carbondale. Green Earth invites you to join them for a morning of helping your local neighborhood nature preserve. Their Saturday Workday will take place at their Piles Fork Preserve. This workday is one of their biannual partnerships with Keep Carbonell Beautiful to help tackle litter in and around Attics Park, the Piles Fork Preserve, and Piles Fork Creek. There will also be trail maintenance projects within the preserve. Volunteer hours from this workday can count towards SIU Saluki Volunteer Corps and the SIUC Environmental Ambassador Award. Volunteers should meet at Attics Park Main Pavilion, which is on North Wall Street, for sign-in and a brief instruction. Volunteer workdays are family-friendly and open to everyone, so no special skills are necessary. Tools, gloves, bug spray, snacks, and water will be provided. Bring your own water bottle to refill from their cooler. Long sleeves, pants, and sturdy closed-toed shoes are recommended for working within the woodland. RSPPs are appreciated, especially for large groups, but not necessary. Call 201-3774 or email director at greenearthinc.org for more information. Or just show up Saturday, 9 a.m. at Attics Park on North Wall Street. Every Saturday, I'm, they're starting to wind down because it's through the end of September, Fresh Fitness. Every Saturday, 10 to 11 a.m. at Turley Park. The City of Carbondale and the Carbondale Park District are excited to announce fall, Fresh Fitness classes will continue to be offered throughout the fall. Classes are taught by SIU Fitness Department instructors every Saturday from 10 to 11 a.m., at Lennis Turley Park through September. Experience is not required. Please wear comfortable shoes and bring a water bottle, towel, and or yoga mat. A cash donation is suggested. If you have questions or would like more information, please contact Carbondale Public Relations Officer Amy Fox at 559-1939. Continuing the conversation every Tuesday at 7 p.m. at the Newman Center. 
Each week, a group of Southern Illinois residents meets on Tuesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. for continuing conversation in the Newman Center at 715 South Washington Street in Carbondale. The purpose over the years as the Race United group has evolved from discussion to action to bring together an interracial community we first listened respectfully to each other's stories. With weekly meetings, we saw strangers become like-minded comrades-in-arms, and we've built a community that has strengthened our understanding and our compassion for each other. Well, in honor of the fourth Friday fair, Latino Heritage, I should have played some Latin music. It says they're going to have free lessons, Zumba and Flamenco lessons. Ooh, Flamenco. That's right. The Carbondale Main Street is happy to team up with to celebrate Latino Heritage this fourth Friday fair. Next Friday, September 22nd from 6 to 9 p.m. at the Carbondale Town Square Pavilion. Giveaways with Michael Harris from Country Financials, art activities, kids' activities, local vendors, food, and BYOB, and there will be live music from Tierra Roja. So live Latino music at the fourth Friday fair, Latino Heritage. And I know there will be lots and lots of dancing. Next Friday, September 26th, Wild and Satin Scenic, I almost said Satanic, huh? Wild and Scenic Film Festival in Carbondale. Wild and Scenic Film Festival in Carbondale next Friday, September 22nd at 6 p.m. at the Goyen Auditorium at Morris Library. Prairie Rivers Network is excited to bring one of the largest environmental film festivals to Southern Illinois. The Wild and Scenic Film Festival is a collection of films from the annual festival held in Nevada City, California, now in its 15th year. The festival focuses on films which speak to the environmental concerns and celebrations of our planet and gives PRN an opportunity to inspire the public to affect environmental change here in Illinois. The festival offers ways for the public to get energized and empowered to work to protect clean water, wild habitat, and our rich natural landscapes. Doors open at 5.30. The film program begins at 6 at the Goyne Auditorium at Morris Library. Thanks to the Environmental Studies Program at SIU Carbondale for sponsoring the event. For more information, available at prairierivers.org slash WSFF underscore Carbondale. And there is a ticket cost. Um, or you can include a membership to the Prairie Rivers Network, the Wild and Scenic Film Festival in Carbondale at Morris Library next Friday. You have been listening to an exciting 
and slightly informative half hour of your community spirit with Ord Energy Mon. If you would like to get in touch with us, info at yourcommunityspirit.org. Send us your happenings, your kudos, and any other thing you would like to send us. Stay in touch, enjoy the weather, and this is the time to get outside. Cranking out the solar power on your community radio solar-powered station, WDBX 91.1, right here in the heart of the Crossroads of America. Thanks for listening.